So I'm sorry that I'm a little late. I'm very technically challenged and the computer that I had didn't want to cooperate. So I just wanted to invite everybody and say hi for the first ever Addy Chat. So I guess I'll just wait a little bit and see um, if anybody jumps on here to our live chat. I'm Winslow Dixon. I'm one of the admins here for everything Addy. So we just wanted to do um, these live chats to just kind of discuss some things that go on with the community. I know I've been seeing a lot of comments on panic attacks and anxiety and depression and we also have the, um, the other group, Addison's Battling Depression. So I know that that's something that we all deal with and we all battle. So that's the topic of our webinar, our chat this evening is Attitude with Addison's Disease. So I just want to welcome everybody. Again, my name is Winslow. I have Addison's Disease and I also have medullary sponge kidney disorder. So I'm right there with you guys. Um, I fully understand the ups and downs of adrenal disease and the things that you may be battling. So I'm right there with you. I'm also a holistic health practitioner. And um, I ran a business called Against the Grains where I help people do rare disease protocols and stuff like that. So I'm kind of here to just help. Um, having Addison's disease as well, I fully understand what's up. So um, I want to apologize for how fuzzy my screen is. I dropped my phone last week because my dexterity is super great. And so it's got this like gray hue on it. So ignore that. So <laughs> I do apologize. But um, anyways, like I said, our topic for this evening is attitude with Addison's disease. So um, it's going to be, this is going to be recorded, so hopefully anybody who couldn't attend will be able to hear it. The first thing we're going to talk about is anxiety. I know that a lot of people with Addison's disease do suffer with anxiety, so I know that that is a topic that comes up in our group a lot. So I just wanted to discuss why and when does this happen with you. So with Addison's disease, obviously we have cortisol deficiency, that's our whole disease, and so we're constantly trying to battle our cortisol levels and we have to do it exogenously and take pills or shots or whatever that you guys do, some of you are on the pump, but obviously that's a challenge for your body because you don't have naturally what a normal person would, so that can cause a lot of issues. Low cortisol can definitely cause panic attacks, it can definitely cause depression, and it can definitely cause excess anxiety. So if you do have anxiety, I want you guys to really track when it happens and what's going on when it happens. I had to do this myself because I was having really bad panic attacks about 2 a.m. every night. And when I looked at my dosing schedule and stuff like that, that was the time where I had the least amount of cortisol in my system. So low cortisol can definitely be an indicator of anxiety. So if you're having panic attacks just about the same time every day or something like that, you really need to assess your dosing schedule because if you're low, then you're going to have anxiety. I know everybody deals with low cortisol differently, but that's a definite trigger for mine is, okay, I'm feeling kind of anxious. I'm feeling kind of depressed. What's going on? My, my thinking is getting cloudy. It's typically low cortisol for me. That being said, you can also have anxiety when your cortisol level is not low. Like I said, um, Addison's disease, we're constantly balancing a lot of things and the adrenals do a lot and cortisol balances a lot. So. If you have any hormone imbalance, any chemical imbalance, anything like that, as far as serotonin or GABA or any of your neurotransmitters, that can cause anxiety. So you really need to track 
when it happens, why it happens. Is there something that triggers you or is it just random? You, I really wanna encourage you guys to keep track of things. That's one reason I made the journal that I made is because I feel like there's so many pieces that we all need to figure out because this is a complex disease. People that you know don't have it can say, oh, well, just take the cortisol pill and it'll fix everything, and that's, that's not the case. Um, there are cortisol receptors in just about every cell in your body. So if you're having to do it externally, you're not gonna get what you need. So really keep track of when you're having anxiety and why you're having anxiety. Because if it's an external thing, like, I'll give you an example. I have the worst anxiety, depression, panic, whatever, when it's stormy outside. I don't do well with storms. I don't know why, because pre-Addison's, that wasn't the case. I don't know if it's barometric pressure or whatever, but I just don't do well with storms. And so I know if it's storming, I'm just like, eh. You know, there are different triggers for me. So identifying your anxiety triggers will be a key to helping you manage what is going on. That being said, you can have anxiety for no reason at all. That doesn't make any sense. You just feel anxious. That's something that you definitely need to talk to your healthcare practitioner about. You need to have the conversation because you don't need to be facing Addison's disease and constant anxiety. There are a million different things that you can do to try to quell that. There are medications, there are natural supplements, there are breathing techniques, there's meditation. There's all kinds of different things to help you manage that. Just a couple of things, and I want to put out the disclaimer. I'm not a doctor. Don't do anything without contacting your doctor. Um, I'm not here to treat any condition. I'm not here to do anything other than share some things that have helped me. There are some natural supplements that really help me when I get very anxious and very overwhelmed. Um, valerian root is a natural supplement that I have had a lot of success with. It's all natural and it's very calming and if you take it, it come, the way that I take it is it comes in a dropper bottle. So you just get the dropper and you put it in a little bit of your drink or whatever, grape juice or water or something. And you take it and you just kind of rest and relax and try to let it go into your system and it's really helpful. Valerian root is an inexpensive thing that really has helped me. Magnesium is also a natural calming solution. There's magnesium oil, there's magnesium supplements, there's all kinds of things that contain magnesium that can really help. There's actually a supplement called Calm, which is like little packets you can put in water or tea or something like that, and those are really beneficial. So I definitely recommend magnesium. There are also some other things, essential oils. Um, chamomile and lavender are very beneficial for relaxation. There's also chamomile and peppermint tea. There are a lot of natural things that you can do to try to combat your anxiety. So I definitely recommend those things. Like I said, don't do anything without talking to your doctor, but those have definitely helped me. So I just wanted to pass that information on. That being said, there are also some things that are non-medicinal that can really be beneficial with anxiety. I tend to do a lot of breathing exercises, um, and if you guys want to know anything about that, I can definitely do a video explaining some of those. There are some breathing techniques, there's some meditation, anything like that that's going to take your mind to a different place. Basically, a, a coping technique with anxiety is just trying to get your mind away from what's bothering it, away from what's... Um, overwhelming you and I know that's not always possible which is why there are a lot of other things um, like I said you need to talk to your doctor because if your anxiety is inhibiting your life then it's then it's a problem 
So there are a lot of medications that can help. There are SSRIs such as Lexapro. There are tricyclic antidepressants such as Elevil, which also help it with pain. I'm personally on that one for um, my pain with my kidney disease, and it's been really beneficial. Um, so there are a lot of different things like that that can really help you. Just, you just have to contact your doctor and see about those things. So that's about anxiety. Now our next topic is depression. So I'm just going to put this out there. I think there, and I'm not a doctor, so this may be just my opinion, but there are two different types of depression in my opinion. There are chemical depression, which is chemical imbalances, not enough serotonin, not enough GABA, an imbalance, something like that. And then there's circumstantial depression. I'm here to just tell you that having a disease is depressing, and some things in life are depressing. There's nothing wrong with having emotions and feeling things because you're human. And I feel like there's this mental stigma with, oh, I have to be so strong and I have to be, you know, I have to be this warrior. And, you know, I get that. But I also get that you can label yourself as depressed when things just really suck. Like I'm not even going <laughs> to sugarcoat it. But having this disease is hard. Having to be dependent on a medication for the rest of your life, a medication that has so many side effects such as weight gain and, you know, if you get into Cushing's, there's all kinds of that stuff and, you know, not being able to live the life that you want to because of your health, that's going to depress you. So that is the circumstantial depression. Um, take it, I mean, just feel feel that honestly is the best that I can say is you have to feel that you have to take that as it comes because the bottom line is we have Addison's disease we have CAH we have tertiary we have primary we have secondary whatever your diagnosis is if you're on this board you have adrenal disease and there's really nothing you can do about your diagnosis um, but you can change how you react to it and you can change how you take care of yourself. You absolutely have to change your focus. You have to go, okay, well, circumstantially, this sucks. Circumstantially, I don't want to be on this medication. I don't want to be overweight. I don't want to have to live my life differently, but I have to. So what you can do is you can take control of that ownership and say, okay, I have this disease, so I'm going to eat right. I'm going to get proper sleep. I'm going to hydrate myself, I'm going to take the medications that I need, I'm going to avoid excess stress, I'm going to get away from negative people, I'm going to take care of myself, and I'm going to do the best that I can. So that is the best treatment for the circumstantial depression, is you really can't change some things, but you have to kind of change your perspective. As far as the chemical depression goes, that's that's a different problem. That's another problem. I know a lot of us have multiple diagnoses and typically when you have an autoimmune disorder, when one thing breaks, everything breaks. So a lot of you may be facing bipolar, a lot of you may be facing clinical depression, a lot of you may be facing stuff like that. When you have a chemical imbalance, you can certainly have your doctor test you. There's a test that you can have done that tests all your neurotransmitters. And it will tell you how much serotonin you have, how much GABA you have, all those chemicals that affect your mood, affect your ability to cope with things, affect your anxiety. All of that you can have tested. So if it does come back, okay, I don't have enough serotonin, you can have, you can be prescribed a medication that will boost your serotonin, such as Lexapro or something like that. That's something you need to manage with your doctor. 
for sure. So that's definitely my recommendation on that, on depression, is it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be depressed about things, but there's a difference between being sad and feeling depressed and then having clinical depression. So be sure that you know in yourself what you're battling because a chemical imbalance can be helped. It can be remedied. So I, I don't want anybody suffering unnecessarily. That being said, you know, I'm not saying, oh, take a pill, you'll be cured. But if there's an imbalance there, that's something that you need to be aware of. So um, that's my thoughts on that. Um, and I also want to talk about um, low cortisol. So that's our biggest, scariest thing with Addison's disease is the low cortisol. Everybody shows it differently. Everybody's chemicals are different. Everybody's genetic makeup is different. So you may be exhibiting low cortisol in different ways. For me, I get very shaky, I get very nauseous, and I get very depressed. I want you guys to all be sure that you're updosing when you need to. I'm the world's worst about not updosing. And I will have issues because I go, oh, well, I don't want to take excess steroid. I don't want to gain any more weight and blah, 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 and then I'm suffering miserable. So I definitely want you to be aware of your low cortisol symptoms because depression can be a part of it. If you're constantly feeling puny and awful day after day after day, and I know with this disease we never feel great, but there are times where we feel better than others. But if you're constantly in a mindset of, I don't want to live anymore, I don't want to be in this life anymore, you really need to assess that. And for me, I have been, I have had Addison's disease, I've been diagnosed, I almost died on my 23rd birthday, about to turn 26, so almost three years. Um, I found out I wasn't absorbing the pills correctly, and I don't know why, but my body just was like, nope, we don't like them anymore, we're done. So I have just recently switched two shots, I've only been on shots two days. But I can tell a difference because of how my body is. My mind is much sharper than it was on the pills and I feel like my body was trying so hard to absorb things and I couldn't think clearly. So if you are feeling constantly puny, we need to look at why. It may not be cortisol. It may be the other chemicals that I mentioned. Maybe your neurotransmitters or something like that. You have to be your own advocates for this disease because, but the bottom line is nobody understands it. And that's why I'm so determined to go back to medical school because I get this crap and I'm gonna fix it. That being said, um, there are a lot of avenues and issues with this. Typically, people with Addison's disease have issues with potassium and we have issues with electrolytes. So there are a lot of chemicals that you need to be aware of. So I definitely want all of you to have a conversation with your physician regarding your chemicals, regarding your labs, regarding stuff like that. Request a neurotransmitter um, panel really because that will help you a grand deal because if you don't have enough serotonin it doesn't matter how many funny videos you watch it doesn't matter how many silly songs you sing if you don't have enough serotonin you're not going to be able to do what you need to do that being said if your energy levels are struggling or something like that maybe your electrolytes are off you have to dig into your own puzzle no doctor's going to do it for you. They're going to see you for 30 minutes and go, okay, she's breathing, she's not dead, she's fine. But you know in reality you're laying in bed day after day after day after day going, I don't feel good, I don't want to be here, what am I doing? Um, really, contact your doctor if you're just puny. And if your doctor's not listening, find one that will. I know people say, oh, doctor shopping is bad, but the truth is, is that if you buy anything, even if you buy a car, 
They tell you, be choosy, find out your options, shop, look around, blah, blah, blah. Why is that not the case with doctors? If you don't have one that doesn't understand, if he doesn't understand you, he's not going to be able to treat you. So you need to really find a doctor that's going to go, okay, she has Addison's, she has medullary sponge kidney, she had endometriosis, she had a hysterectomy at 25. This, all this is going on. You need to have somebody that's going to invest in your health. It's not just about getting medicine, getting treatment. It's investing in your health. This is your life, guys. This is your life. This is your mind. This is your heart. This is your body. This is your soul. It's all connected. So really, have the conversation. So um, another point that I wanted to make on keeping mental health, and I'm sorry this is being so long, and I appreciate you guys tuning in. Hi, everybody. Um, I wanted to just share a system that I personally use. I call it the AA system, and it's called the App action and acceptance system. Now, this is something that I personally have come up with because it helps me. Um, you have to accept what you can't change and act on what you can. So you can't change the fact that you have Addison's disease. It is what it is. Don't try to, to fight it because you can't. That's something that's happened to you and I'm sorry and I know that it sucks because I'm right there with you. You can't change that but you can change how you react to it. You can take your medication. You can hydrate properly. You can eat well. You can avoid stress. You can be around positive people. You can be positive to yourself. I don't want anybody in this group like criticizing themselves for their weight, for the way they look, for what they can't do, because you can't help that. You have to realize that you are your own friend and you do your best, and your best is enough. So I really want to recommend that system, acceptance and action. Just call it AA. It's a different kind of AA, but hey, it's still a program, right? So that's my thoughts on that. Um, I want to thank you guys for tuning in, and thank you, everybody in this group, for being so wonderful. I absolutely love this group. There are a couple other Addison's group that I'm just not too zen with, but this one I'm so proud to be a part of. So I hope some of these tips have helped you. Again, I'm Winslow. I'm always here. Um, I really... I hope that you guys honestly find hope and healing because I know this disease is tough and I'm always here if you guys need anything. So this was the Addy Chat, so thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next month, I guess. Bye.